0: Hello, everybody. We have uh, some bad news here at the GX Plus Cast. Uh, we lost one of our uh, mascots here of the GX Plus Cast. You may have heard them in the backgrounds of some of these podcasts, and uh, it's my three cats, my three babies. Uh, you may hear them meowing every now and again in the odd episode, every now and then. But uh, sadly, we we lost uh, Coco, aka Sweet Baby. Uh, we had to put her down this week, and uh, thankfully, she's in a better place now. And uh, obviously, obviously, it's an extremely tough uh, thing for uh, myself and my wife to go through. This is a first pet that I've personally lost, and uh, yeah, it's really tough, so uh, bear with uh, myself with uh, the podcast this week. If anything is a little bit off, uh, this is going to be why. But um, you know, I'm dedicating the rest of this entire season to my sweet baby. Um, dedicating it to her, you know, she is my she was my daily motivator. I get up and always have that uh, that cute, adorable smile. I'll probably throw up some pictures on uh, Twitter just to uh, so people can get a visualization of sweet baby, one of the mascots here, and uh, also going to be having an award. Um, under her name it's going to be the sweet baby of the year award that's going to be the baby face of the year under in the wrestling awards of the year so there will be uh, an award dedicated under her name so that'll be really nice and uh Yeah, moving forward, we will continue to honor Sweet Baby as one of the forever mascots of the GX Plus cast. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and onward to the regularly scheduled program. Mm -hmm. Oh, what is the Upskis everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. We are on episode seventy-one, Evgeny Malkin of my little hockey show, where once a week I go through all of the major news and what's happenings in the NHL, mostly focusing in on the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. Because those are my two favorite teams, but I can talk about any of the 32 teams in the NHL, and that's basically what we're doing today, because god dang it, the NHL season is back in full throttle, we are about a week in now, and are we are we going crazy yet out there fans, are, are we losing our minds, how are we feel in one weekend, well we're gonna go through... Some of the bigger stuff that's been going on in the NHL, I understand that some of it is going to be a little bit redundant. Connor Bedard, I know everyone's talking about him, so I'll make that a little bit quick, but we're going to talk about the Leafs. We're talking about the Flames. We're talking about the Senators. We're talking about damn near everybody in the league. Arizona, got to talk about them. We're going to talk about some hot starts, cold starts for players and teams. And Winnipeg, okay, we got to talk about Winnipeg, Montreal, New Jersey, there's, every, there's so many teams to talk about. So where the heck do we begin? I think we should just start it off where we should. Let's start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we're, what, three games in now. We got the Florida Panthers upcoming. We're three games in, and as expected, you know, not the greatest start to the season. Definitely very, very entertaining. So we get Aust- Austin Matthews is is back baby austin matthews is freaking back that's where we're gonna start let's talk about big poppy and buddy does he ever look like a man on a mission this season uh i mean a lot went down over the last this summer i mean there must have been a lot of talk that he's probably been hearing you know oh matthews only got 40 goals he always that 60 goals ever gonna happen again well i mean He's definitely shutting up some people right now with back-to-back hat tricks. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean... Almost as good of a start as his NHL debut, where he scored four goals. He damn near did it again. And, man, this is extremely awesome to see Austin Matthews playing this way. The contract is signed. He's home. He looks energized. He looks healthy. He looks like, you know, he kind of shutting me up a little bit here myself, because we discussed last week the NHL.com's top 10 players in the league. I thought Matthews may be a little overrated. Now, I I mean that, just a little. Like, maybe one spot too high, in my opinion. But right now, he's shutting me up. He's shutting some other people up. And he's making, you know, I would like to say that he's making Leaf Nation pop off right now. But there has been a lot of talk around the Toronto Maple Leafs arena and the fans there. But we'll talk about some of the less fun things a little bit later on. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. But Austin, Matthews, ladies and gentlemen off to a phenomenal start to the season, 6 goals already, could have had 7, you know that Chicago Blackhawks game, we'll uh, we'll get to that, we'll get there, but what an awesome start for Austin Matthews, couldn't have written it up better, other than maybe getting to 4 goal performances, I don't know, but man, awesome, awesome way to kick off the season for him, how many more times can I say that? Well, let's talk about William Nylander for a minute. Oh, boy. Oh, he looks uh, like he wants $10 million a season right now. I mean, I'm not complaining because, boy, howdy, does he ever look good. He looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, he looks like he's left off where he left off in the playoffs. This looks like will like playoff William Nylander right now, and I am loving it. That goal that he scored in Minnesota, good Lord have mercy, Augustison that stat line, oh man, goes from a shutout to a seven goals against performance. Good, oh, oh, have mercy on the on those stat lines. Hopefully, he can ease that out. But oh my goodness, William Nylander on a mission as well to get that contract and stay maybe in Toronto. We'll see about that. John Tavares off to a fantastic start as well, making me feel happy because I've always had John Tavares's back, and he is. Off to a fantastic start for himself as well. Ryan Reeves, let's talk about some of the new guys. How are they doing so far? Well, Ryan Reeves, a little bit hot and cold. People are already getting on him a little bit. I'm loving him, man. Uh, He is doing exactly what he is meant to be doing, getting in fights already. The Arbor Jack Eye fight in Montreal in the home opener didn't go the way that we wanted it to. I mean, Arbor Jack Eye jumped him. He got the jump on Revo and kind of knocked him over, and people were jumping on Revo about, oh, we lost that fight. It it wasn't really a fight, uh, honestly, but... He gets back into it with Minnesota. I think he got into a fight with Felino on that one, and he was very excited to get into a fight with his former teammates. Great stuff. Loving what Revo has brought to the team already. I don't care what, I mean, people are on to him, on him already about his play. I mean, honestly, he's had some scoring opportunities. He's out there. He's laying people out. He is definitely bringing some energy. He got one of the bigger pops out of the crowd in the home opener with all the introductions and goddamn man I'm loving it because like before our tough guys you know quote-unquote tough guys bunting Wayne Simmons um the trade-off wasn't always in our favor especially if bunting had to go in you know grab a guy get into a fight get a five-minute penalty that means our top line left winger is now gone for five minutes now no disrespect to Revo, but that's a guy that's not playing big minutes on on the team and he we're the Leafs are generally winning that trade off um probably 9 times out of 10 when Revo takes someone to the box with him i mean uh it's a great thing. It's a great thing that is a part of his role. That's what he's here to do, and I think he's done a bang-up job so far, so I'm loving Revo. It's all early. That goes to say, with everything that is going to be discussed, we're one week in. I know it's it's really easy at this point of the season to jump on stuff and go, Oh, oh look, 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 they're failing. It's over for them. It's still a little bit early, but I can understand some people's fears uh, with this team, too. Even Even with the Leafs, I understand, but we'll get there. Bertuzzi, another new guy. How has he done so far? I've liked his game so far. He's gotten on the board now. That's good. He's shown some toughness. Uh, It's still, like, too early to judge. Um, I feel like he's kind of got to shake off some of the excitement because, I mean, he looks like he is just loving playing with the Leafs right now, loving being on the top line with Matthews and freaking Mitch Marner. I mean, it's kind of a dream job. Uh, A couple of whiffs, you know, I would just chalk that up to nerves, I remembered this with guys like Tyler Bozak and um, maybe even JVR a little bit when like Matthews and Marner first showed up and they were getting these beautiful passes, and I think they were just shocked because they haven't received a pass like that in a long time. They're like, oh my goodness, that that's right on my tape. That, wow. Okay, that's shocking, and I missed. So, that's happened a couple of times, but now Bertuzzi's got on the board. I think he's going to ease back uh, into uh, his role, and so far, so good. And then there's Max Domi. So, Max Domi, another one getting a little bit scrutinized, a little bit early, Uh, I think he's been demoted now off of his line, I mean, I'm not shocked there's going to be a lot of line juggling of movement early on in the season, that's just generally how that thing goes, and Domi, again, I think he's uh, again very excited to be here playing in Toronto, he wants to kind of show that... He can be an important piece to this team. So maybe he's overstepping some things, making some passes, forcing some plays and stuff. Definitely taking some penalties that are a little bit eyebrow raising. So um, some of the flags that were waved by, you know, the Dallas Stars fans, Arizona fans, Montreal fans, former uh, teams of Max Domi and these things are, are still evident here in his game. Uh, it, again too early to judge but uh, he's got to calm that stuff down but so far again I like his um his grittiness I like his energy for sure I don't I can't recall if he's gotten onto the board just yet I I imagine he's probably gotten an assist or something because the Leafs have been putting up some some goals especially early on I mean half of the goals though are Austin Matthews so there is that to consider John Klingberg um not definitely not as big like I I definitely had a pretty low bar admittedly for John Klingberg coming in I I know he doesn't have very good defensive abilities but the thing that has really been clicking early is him and William Nylander have been connecting uh together on the ice uh they have the I think they both shoot right or something so the pass is just very there for uh Klingberg to dish over to Nylander. Nylander's on fire. You got a guy that can pass. Like Klingberg's got good offensive abilities. He's made some nice plays. You know, he's made some defensive plays that uh, you know I'm definitely uh, a little bit. But I mean, that's we knew this come. We knew this was a thing, uh, coming in with John Klingberg. But what I've liked is that he has brought uh, not necessarily a heavy slap shot, but. Uh, a shot that can add some danger to the power play from the point, and that's uh, an ingredient that I think the Leafs have needed for a long time. Now, I have made the comparison with John Klingberg to when the Leafs traded and got Tyson Berry from Colorado. I, I feel very this is very similar to that, where there was probably a defenseman out there that they would have preferred to have, and that guy was TJ Brody. They wanted him. The trade got shut down by Kadri, and we ended up getting Tyson Berry instead. Now, nothing against Tyson Berry. He's a fine offensive defenseman. It was just at that point, it is not the guy that the Leafs needed at all. It was just a guy that was available. So they forced the trade a little bit, and they definitely forced the Klingberg signing a little bit. Uh, again, it's just a guy that I don't think they really needed. I understand what he can do. He can maybe ease the pressure off a little bit for Morgan Riley, who seems uh, he's off to a pretty damn good start himself. And and I know, like, again, the thing that the Leafs still need is size in front of the net because good Lord... Uh, These are the things that I'm seeing early that are red flags for me, because these are the problems that have been an issue for the Leafs for quite some time now. They still have a problem playing a full 60. I'll lean off on that, because again, it's one week into the season, so I'll back off a little bit. Um, the other one is they're still soft in front of the net, man. There's still, that's still a big issue and it was expected to still be an issue, honestly, because they didn't address it in the off season. They didn't, they weren't able to keep Luke Shen. Muzzin's not coming back. So we don't have a big meaty guy that you can put in front of the net and, and, and throw guys off. It's just not there. So uh, that's still been an issue. You know, Samsonov has been off to a pretty shaky start. And Joseph Wall, he's only been in one game, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily blame him. The Leafs just didn't bring it in front of him in that Chicago game. So goaltending, it's probably at one eyebrow-raised level at this moment. If we have another bad game where they get shelled, then it might get to two eyebrows raised. And I might be a little bit concerned... But thankfully, they didn't lose uh, Martin Jones on waivers, so Martin Jones is still around. So who knows? Maybe he can come in if uh, if something goes really bad. But again, it's early with Samsonov. He does look a little shook. He looks a little unconfident. He's definitely been swimming a little bit out there. But uh, so that's something that about his game that I'm not a big fan of. It's still there. Uh, so that's concerning a good thing has been their power play has been excellent the fucking bond villain over here uh Guy Boucher um my buddy Billy I gotta give him credit for that one he's the one that I used to call him the bond villain he used to be the coach for Tampa Bay and whenever I saw him he has the the like scar under his eye, eye and it just reminds me of a bond villain so bond villain Guy Boucher has uh, so far gotten that power play humming again Early in the season, defenses are not set up. Their systems are still rusty. Players may be a little rusty, a little nervous, a little overconfident. Who knows? Things need to settle down a bit. But so far, the power play is humming. I don't think it's at 50 some odd percent anymore, but it was up there. So that's great. That's a good thing. Um, This has been a thing before with the Leafs where they, they start with a really hot power play and it cools off. So we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully the Bond villain can keep that humming at a good rate. The penalty kill, like I said, I mean, we've seen Matthews and Marner out there. I've I've liked that. Uh, teams are definitely on their heels. They've been caught a couple times already. So I'm enjoying Matthews and Marner on the penalty kill. It's good. Now, I don't know if that's going to be something they do every single game. Like, especially maybe if it's a heavy week, they got four games or something. Maybe two back-to-backs. Maybe you lay off and give someone else some time. But just so you don't wear these guys out for playoffs. You want them... You don't want to have them gassed out for playoffs, but I like that they're giving them that responsibility early, and uh, yeah, so the power play's been running, everything's been okay, so I know the Chicago game was uh, not awesome, I didn't get to watch that full game, thankfully I didn't, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be dedicating my whole, like my whole entire time to the game, if it's, especially if it's not going well, I'm not going to sit there and just watch the whole thing. I might put it on the background and do something else. There's just so many other things on my plate that I can't really dedicate two and a half, three hours to a mediocre regular season game, especially with this Toronto team that uh, is geared for the playoffs. We're waiting for playoffs, so um, yeah, NHL regular season. I may focus on some other teams more so. We'll see how it goes, but uh, so far, I've watched as much of, of their games as I, co- as I can. So we have some of the younger guys on the team. Matthew Nice has apparently got a uh, promotion to uh, the second line, I do believe, so that's really encouraging. I was wasn't going to say, like, it was guaranteed that was going to happen. I just think if things were going well, he would be getting that promotion because he's already shown that he can play well in the top six. We saw it in the playoffs, so... Uh, I feel like that's a, that's a good option right there. And Frazier Mitten, you know, the same thing. He's had some really awesome opportunities that he wasn't necessarily ready for. So uh, nerves might be a situation there, or may it just. It, it, hopefully, it's not like a lack of finish problem. It's way too early to say that, but he's definitely had some prime chances that you can see. Maybe he's gripping the stick a little bit too tight, but I mean, he hasn't been. Awful or anything, he hasn't been uh, a detriment to the team. He's had his opportunities. He's looked okay. He's been fairly defensively responsible coming back with the back check. And yeah, so far I've I've liked it, but I'm not necessarily comfortable with it as of right now as, as something that is probably going to be our third line center for the entire season. I don't know if Fraser Mitten at this point is the answer, but it's early. But so far, I'm not, like, blown away by him. Matthew Nyes has been kind of back to business a little bit uh, from what we saw in his little stint there with the Leafs last season. So I've been liking his game. We'll go through their, their opening games quickly here. The opener against the Habs was a ton of fun. I, a little bit expected the Leafs get uh, kind of, I wouldn't say blown out, but I was kind of expecting a loss uh, against the Habs in this one. They they look good, the Habs, honestly. There were some encouraging things for, for the Habs, especially New Hook has been off to a really, really good start for them. A young center that could be a very important piece For their team going forward, he's got a nice contract signed. So it's looking really good uh, with him. The younger guys on the Habs as well. I mean, we saw Arbor Jack guy getting back into it. He is looking to uh, get that heavyweight belt and maybe be the new toughest guy in the NHL. He went right after Revo with really no fear. He went right after him. I mean, it wasn't a fair fight, honestly. He kind of caught him off guard. And uh, I'm excited to see that rematch. That should be a lot of fun. And, of course, the the toxic duo of Suzuki and Caulfield looked really good as well. So they're going to be getting back into business. They're talking a lot on the broadcast about, oh, you know, Caulfield was on a, like, 40 or 50 goal pace, and Suzuki was on a point a game pace as well, so... Health is going to be the the most important thing with the with the Habs, and sadly, they're already kind of off to a bad start with health because Kirby Doc is listed as out indefinitely. I think I saw an article; it was something about his MCL. Regardless, it sounds like it's a really bad injury, and again, really devastating. A player I have been rooting for. I still question. I question it mightily when the Chicago Blackhawks traded him away. I thought. A young center third overall pick I do believe and I was like what are you trading this kid off for like he could be a part of your rebuild but they did it Hab scooped him up and I thought like he looked really good and then he got hurt and he started off the season looking pretty good again and now he's hurt again so this sucks like I hate when this happens to young players like I think of a player like Nolan Patrick who a second overall pick and we like it's we barely got to see him, and his career is basically already done uh, through injury. So I'm hoping that Doc is able to get through this, and eventually, he's still very, very young, but this is definitely, you know, hurting his stock and his potential ceiling. But uh, I'm rooting for this player. Hopefully, he can get back, and that is uh, just terrible news for the Habs. But, you know, Newhook has been good. Some of the other young players, I mean, Slopkoski, again, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not thinking like, I'm not going to put the bust tag on him, it's way too early for that, but I feel like they rushed him a little bit, they maybe shouldn't have had him playing in the NHL last season I know he had like, NHL size and all that but he's still very, very young and the pressure is very high in that market, so I felt like maybe easing him in a little bit, then he got injured and you know, the start of this season, he's been a little unnoticeable, I didn't notice him admittedly very much at all in the game against the Leafs, so I mean Slavkowski he might be a little bit of a slow burn but uh, again we'll you know we'll watch him see how it goes and hopefully he can stay healthy as well but it was a very very entertaining game the Leafs coming back in like that wouldn't say old school leaf fashion, but where they just kind of hammer you and get goals in bunches, and they come back and, and win it in really, really fun fashion. So that was a great game. Sadly, it went to a shootout. I, I hate the shootout. I really wish they would take it out. It's just not a great way to end the hockey game. I wish they would do three-on-three continuous, but it'll come eventually, I would imagine. And then kind of a similar thing here in Minnesota... Uh, Nylander had a great game The second hat trick in a row for Austin Matthews Bertuzzi got on the board In that game as well And a 7-4 win over the Minnesota Wild I did not see that one coming uh, The Wild coming off of a shutout Gustafson looking like he was uh, Going to be a, a goaltender Maybe in the Vesna conversation With a shutout to start off the season And then he gets lit up for 7 in his second game So, you know, a little bit of a rocky start But some good things for minnesota as well i mean marco rossi gets his first nhl goal that is huge for minnesota and their team they really really need that young man to get going and getting that goal early is always a good sign so fantastic for him Kirill the thrill looked good so did matt boldy i mean that i know that people are giving Samsonov off a little bit of shit for that goal that Boldy scored on him but that was a rocket top cheese like come on now and um You know, their defense didn't look very good. They're down Spurgeon and no Dumba this season. So, yeah, their defense is going to be a little bit struggling. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see how many more times Gustafson can bail him out. But uh, after dropping seven, uh, we'll see how his confidence is uh, going forward. And then we get to the Chicago game. Not a good game at all. Like, I kind of sensed it. I watched most of the first period, and I can kind of sense it. Like, they weren't really in it. And yeah, I mean Connor Bedard is out there. I'll talk quickly about Bedard because I know everyone that's listening to hockey podcasts are probably uh over oversaturated with Bedard talk, but looking good, man. He's looking good. I mean that shot is scary. He's got his first goal, nice wrap around, he's got his first point. He didn't get a point against the Leafs, so yeah, we're the first team to shut down Bedard. Not a big deal. Um But it wasn't a great game all around from what I saw. The Leafs just didn't... They didn't look motivated. And, you know, Joseph Wall getting the start here. From what I saw, he looked good. And then I stopped watching it. And then, you know, Chicago dropped three. So I don't... I didn't get a chance to look at the goals. But, uh, you know, not the... It's... Again, everything, it's too damn early. I am rooting so hard for Justin Wall... uh, Joseph Wall. Lots of people think that he is going to be the starter. We'll see. I mean... Honestly, I, I just want good goaltending, good league average goaltending. That would be fantastic, and uh, we'll see where it goes with Joseph Wall. I feel, it, are they going to give him another start back to back, similar to Samsonov? Kind of give them similar opportunity. We'll see how it goes with that. But uh, what came out of the Chicago game was uh, the head coach Sheldon Keith. He ain't happy with the top players calling them out, and as far as uh, I know of me recording this right now, there has not been uh, an apology. Uh, from Keith apologizing, uh, re- taking back his mean words to his top players, and good because that was embarrassing last season when Keith called them out, and then the next day he had to come out and apologize to them. He's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to say those mean things to those young players, but they need a kick in the ass, man. Like you can't have these players making ten million dollars and and." You know, like not give a good effort, and you have to have higher standards for those players. Even if like they go out and get a goal, but if you're dash two or whatever, not good enough. Not good enough. So I'm always behind the coach, uh, giving them shit for not performing up to standards, especially you know on the calendar, Chicago. Rebuilding team I know there's a lot of excitement Around that team But up and down the lineup The Leafs have them covered And it should have been A win On the on the board Like it uh, Not gonna I, Nothing's guaranteed But You know I I saw it as a Same feeling I had When they went up against Montreal I'm like Ugh It's Leafs Never bring it And you know This is a problem That's been going on For a while now They They play down To the teams That are supposed to be down And you can't have that You gotta give it you got to give it an honest effort with every single team. They're an NHL squad. They can burn you exactly like Chicago did. And and it wasn't even the stars on Chicago. It wasn't Bedard. It wasn't Hall. It was Felino. It was Corey Perry. So embarrassing. They should be embarrassed with that loss. And they better bring it tonight against Florida, which, again, on paper... An injured Florida team, a tired Florida team, should be. They had a long off season. Well, I guess a short yet long off season. You know what I mean? They went through that whole playoff run and didn't have anything at the end to show for it. No Stanley Cup. And they're licking their wounds. They got no Montour. They got no Ekblad. They got... Babrowski is still... Nyeh. They got injuries. No Sam Bennett. So this should be a win for the Leafs. Especially after getting called out by your coach. Losing to a team that is... Yeah, a well, bottom feeder on paper, so better bring their shit because this is something that's been a problem for years. And you can't expect Ryan Reeves to drag them into the fight all by themselves, especially if they're not willing to. Like, I mean, so, you know, that's going to be a whole team thing with Bertuzzi and Domi dragging these guys into games. So we'll see how they do against Florida if they can bounce back. We'll jump around now to uh, some other stats. Let's talk some uh, hot starts around the league. I mean, your Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, are back at it again, man. They are off to a fantastic start. Looking like they haven't missed a beat after winning that Stanley Cup. Aiden Hill off to a fantastic start, I mean, hell yeah for the Vegas Golden Knights, Barbashev looking uh, like he is slotting in very nicely, uh, continuing on with uh, his good run with them winning a Stanley Cup, so yeah, Vegas off to a good start, Uh, this one I didn't see coming, the Vancouver Canucks, I mean... No, I don't know if there's a, a much better way than beating a team that is considered to be a Stanley Cup favorite in the Edmonton Oilers and absolutely shit-kicking them 8-1. to one. I think it was on their own home ice, too. I mean, hell of a way for the Vancouver Can- Canucks to start it off. And Brock Besser with a four-goal performance to kick it off. I mean, ugh. Oh. If there, if there was like a top 10 of guys that I would be rooting for a four-goal debut performance to kick off the season, I think Brock Besser would be on there, man. I've been rooting for this guy, I mean... Vancouver Canuck fans they kind of love and hate this guy. There's a lot of there's always been a lot of potential around Besser as one of the best uh shots in the league, a guy that should be scoring like 30, 40, maybe even 50 goals on the regular, but injuries and mismanagement has just kind of rendered him uh maybe not living up to that potential that people have have kind of pinged him for, but I mean starting off this way for Brock Besser. Oh, what a fantastic way to get the monkey off the back. Four freaking goals. I mean, awesome start for him and the Canucks, they did it again. They beat uh the Edmonton Oilers Back-to-back times, it wasn't on back-to-back nights, but they beat them twice, and that's huge for for Vancouver. We'll talk about Edmonton in the cold start side of this podcast, but Vancouver off to a nice start. Goaltending, I mean, I know Demko got sick or whatever the fuck was going on with him at the end of that game, but... Demko's looking good. Even the backup goaltender looked pretty good. Uh, Casey DeSmith, when he went in there, he looked pretty good. So, I mean, encouraging start for the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller is back at it again, man, like, he looks uh, more defensively responsible than he usually has been uh, judged to be, he's off to a good start, Petterson's off to one of the better starts in the league, I think he's already up to six or seven plus points, so he's rolling and flying, I mean, maybe the, the GMs in uh, and the owners of the Vancouver Canucks might be sweating right now, because they, there's a contract extension to be signed with uh, Elias Peterson. so that might be making them a little bit nervous, I mean... New guy, Horonic, I feel like he's off to a, a decent start so far. I mean, um, he definitely wasn't doing, it. it's too early to judge, but I feel like he's not off to a shaky start. He's got a couple points already, so that's nice. And yeah, man, really, really encouraging start for Vancouver. We'll see how long this lasts, but they needed this more uh, really badly. It was a good start. Fast start for their season. I know they lost there to the Panthers. I think they got shut out, but um, really encouraging start for them. So that's good for Vancouver. Who else is off to a pretty damn good start? Uh, I hate to say it, but the Boston Bruins are off to a nice start to their season as well. I mean, the goaltending looks good. Again, Allmark and Swayman... Looking pretty good, duo right there. I mean, they're, they are been pegged all offseason to have a huge drop off in points. So they're probably determined to uh, show off that they're not going to fall off as much as other, other people think they're going to. I mean, Marchant's rolling, Pasternak, of course. I mean, geez. The defense looks pretty good. I mean, McAvoy, nice and healthy right now. So that's good to see him back and rolling uh, again. Uh, sadly, it's the Bruins. So, um, their, their center situation seems to be kind of playing... There's a young player uh, there... He's been working, I talked about him last week, and he's already moved his way up to the second line. So it's going to be Zaka, that that new, younger center guy, I forget his name, and then Coyle on the third line. So things are already starting to fall into place for the Bruins, of course. That's why I didn't want to root against them, uh, bet against them uh, this season, back-to-back year. So I didn't want to do that. So they're off to a pretty good start. And the Colorado Avalanche, off off to a pretty damn good start. Miko Rantanen had, like, what, I think a four-point Uh, Debut, so that was good. Gorgiev looking like he's the real deal. He had a good first season. He's off to another really good start. Kale McCarr, oh, fuck yeah. And, um, you know, Arizona. I want to talk about Arizona, especially Logan Cooley, man. I feel like not enough people are talking about Logan Cooley. Too much talk on Bedard, but Logan Cooley, man. I mean, I don't know if I talked about that insane spinorama backhand goal that he scored. I think that was in the preseason, but. Holy shit! If you haven't picked this guy up and he's still available in your fantasies, uh, you should you should probably consider picking it up, picking him up because he looks like he's the real deal, and he looks like he could be competing for a legitimate spot for the for the Calder uh, Trophy as the rookie of the year because uh, Bedard's off to a good start, but you can already you can already see that the. Uh, The team around him isn't, I mean, I think Arizona is a better team than Chicago. I feel like that's kind of safe to say. And that might play into the benefit of Logan Cooley if he's on the second line, maybe third line every now and again. You might move up to the first line, but I think that first line in Arizona, man, the the Schmaltz, the Keller, uh, Barrett Hayton, I think it is, they were fucking lightning last year, and I picked up some Arizona Coyotes late, Logan Cooley and Schmaltz included, and they're off to good starts. Arizona's not off to a bad start. I don't think they're going to make playoffs or anything, but I don't think that, like, teams shouldn't take them lightly. They're not an easy team to take down anymore. That's gone. Like, that's, Arizona's not the instant victory like they used to be. So... Logan Cooley, watch out for him, again, with, uh, he might have some more favorable matchups, you know, Bedard is on the first line of Chicago, he's probably already the best player, so every, and all the coverage is on Bedard, so I think everybody in North America knows who this, who this kid is, so I think teams are going to be very aware of him, and they're going to be watching him, and, uh, you know, getting the defenses ready for what he is going to try and do to him, so, uh, Bedard is off to a good start, it's not like he's off to a bad start, but he's not, he hasn't put up, had, like, a four-point, performance yet or anything that maybe some people were expecting by now but you look at the team around him. I wasn't expecting him to go absolutely Super Saiyan already so now to some of the colder starts Um, Edmonton I mean fuck me sideways that 8-1 loss not the way you want to start off the season and they just didn't look ready in that game man I was looking over at that game and it was just not, it looked like kind of preseason, honestly, I was very let down with uh, the way that the Edmonton Oilers came out in that one, not, not the way, and they, they definitely played a lot better in their second game against Vancouver, still, still didn't get the win, but they definitely outplayed the shit out of the Canucks, I think, they basically, like, outshot them three to one, it was just, uh they got goalied in that one, so, more so than anything on the, On the Oilers that people are concerned about is the goaltending. I mean, oh, not, no, man, I feel, oh, poor Jack Campbell, man, fuck. And he looked good, too, in the preseason. Again, this is why you can't, you know, put all your eggs into the preseason basket because it's a very risky basket. There's big holes in that basket. You don't want to do it. So Jack Campbell looked good in preseason, but he got fucking lit up like a Christmas tree in his first game, and so did Skinner. So both of them off to shaky starts, and... That is not what Edmonton needs. Like, Edmonton needs, like, they can even get away with, like, subpar league average goaltending and and get away with it. But this is, like, this is going to be, like, below 890 goaltending, and they can't have it. So it's got to improve. One of y'all got to step up, or Edmonton's going to be in big, big trouble. Uh, Encouraging out of their last game, you know, Hyman exploded. Nugent Hopkins is off to a good start. Dreisaitl. McDavid isn't off to the craziest start like he has been but it's only a matter of time before he starts putting up uh, numerous multi-point games in a row but uh, yeah it looks like you know Hyman is encouraging it looks like he's not gonna have uh, a huge drop off in points or anything even Nugent Hopkins might even look like he's he could do it again maybe get a hundred point season I mean I I <laughs> he's it's yeah i mean nugent Hopkins is good so edmonton uh sputtering a little bit out of the gate but it's early and then the seattle kraken so um they're definitely struggling to score here so they definitely kind of re reverted back to season one kraken where they couldn't score and they couldn't stop any pucks so this is bad i kind of thought this was going to happen uh, especially with um them doubling down with Grubauer, he just hasn't had good seasons in a long time now, and, uh, I mean, Martin Jones didn't have a good year, he was getting wins, they definitely had a lot of things go right for the Kraken last year, and it looks like it's just not happening this year, like, not even half of that shit is happening this year, like, everybody is off to a pretty damn cold start, and, was, is losing Daniel Sprawn, like, was that a big bad thing that happened? Like, I don't know if they've lost all that many guys. But, yeah, it kind of, it doesn't look good here for the Kraken. They're off to a really rough start. Can't buy a goal right now. And, uh yeah, we'll see if that continues. But really, really not a good start for the Kraken. Uh, that's for sure. Washington not, not off to a good start. And uh we got a first here out of Washington. Alexander Ovechkin held shotless. For the first time in consecutive games, I, I don't know if that was ever or just, like, the first time in a long time. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it it, it could happen. It's bound to happen. Time is undefeated. It, time will get you no matter who you are. Eventually, you will lose to Father Time. He gonna get you. And maybe this is... It for Ovechkin where he drops down and he goes to like a thirty goal guy. I still I'm still encouraged that he can be forty goals. It's still very early and maybe it's just a slow start for Washington. It's not what they want. I know they're they were encouraged to make it back into playoffs. I didn't think it was going to happen, and uh, this start doesn't you know encourage that thought to change. But um, yeah, I didn't really see the the really slow start for Ovechkin. I watched a little bit of the Pittsburgh and Washington game, and yeah, just looked very, very quiet, uh, I saw, watched a Washington power play, didn't look like, uh, didn't look good, man, they didn't look good, they just, yeah, didn't look good, sandine has got no points, I mean, so yeah, not a great start for the Washington Capitals either, uh, thankfully, I mean, Darcy Kemper, he's, playing pretty good back there. He was a good goaltender for them. He's a new father. So congratulations on that, Darcy Kemper. He's also been doing uh, the cradling of the baby for uh, a victory celebration. I think he won a shootout or something. He did the cradling of the baby. So that's phenomenal. Keep that going, Darcy Kemper. And then Buffalo, man. I hate to say this one, but Buffalo not off to the best start either. Uh, It's kind of a hard start for them. They got Pretty tough teams to go up against early, but yeah, not off to a great start for them either. I mean, Devin Levi, so this is why Buffalo kept three goaltenders going into the beginning of this season, just in case Devin Levi sputters out of the gate or it is just not time yet. Now, me, I've... I i can't say that I'm, like, convinced with Devin Leva. I just haven't seen enough of it. And it's just so rare for a goaltender this young to emerge as a starting goaltender. It's very, very risky. I mean, it can work. I mean, it can absolutely work. Like, I don't remember how old Carey Price was when he entered uh, as the Habs goaltender, but he was young, kind of hot. I mean, you know, that one's a little bit of a, like, he's off to a, he had a good and then shaky, so he's kind of still finding his way. Spencer Knight... Uh, Jake Ottinger might be the outlier, he's been pretty damn solid um, consistency, uh, consistently, even though he set the bar for himself incredibly high with a amazing playoff run, but he's been quite good, he's off, also off to a good start uh, there in Dallas. But uh, yeah, man, the Devin Levi, we'll see where it goes, very early, but uh, not the greatest two uh, games for him so far, and Buffalo looking to get it together offensively, I don't think Darlene's really gotten too much going, and we'll talk about the uh, Owen Power extension in a little bit, but yeah, uh, Buffalo kind of sputtering out of the gate, it's early, but uh, you know, other teams that are in their boat, Ottawa and um, Detroit, Detroit especially, Um, we'll talk about uh, hot, we'll do some uh, players that are off to hot and cold starts too, Uh, DeBrincat, my god, oh oh boy, is he ever shutting me up, but yeah, Buffalo, man, Uh, gotta get it going, I mean, Uh, uh, Ottawa and Detroit seem to be off to better starts, and Buffalo seemed to be the favorite going into the season of those three teams that could break out. Some people believed that they were going to be the New Jersey Devils of the season and have a 30-plus point increase. And speaking of the Devils, they're not off to a great start to the season either. So, you know, Lindy Ruff gets the, uh, gets the extension for the head coach. That's great. Well, well-earned. And, yeah, I think... Maybe maybe some overconfidence, maybe taking other teams lightly, and uh, maybe some chemistry problems question mark with Timo Meyer. Um, I don't know how I feel about Timo Meyer and the New Jersey Devils at least just yet. It's it's still very early with Timo Meyer, but you know he didn't really blow me away with uh, his playoff run with the Devils. They gave him a lot a lot of money, which you know I was a little bit surprised, like, I know he's a really good player and everything, but he was a good player on a bad team, and, I don't know, I feel like he might be a little overrated, honestly, and, I'm not gonna say he's, like, ruining the team, but, like, maybe that was just, like, too much added, I don't know, you know what I mean, it's, it's kind of like an NHL, the video, I know I'm kind of referencing a video game, but, um, Sometimes in the NHL games when you have, like, too many good players on your team, they're just not, like, putting up points that you would want them to. Like, if you have the Oilers, and I know NHL just aren't very good video games, but if you have, like, Austin Matthews or something, you have, like, fucking three lines of just studs, then, like, it's going to spread out the scoring a little bit, and it's not going to make Austin Matthews look all that good because he has to share the points. But, again, that's the video game. But, yeah, the Jersey Devils not off to the start that I imagine their fans would have wanted. A lot of hype around this team. Um... Huge increase in points. Uh, lots of breakout performances. Uh, Jack Hughes and Jesper Brad are off to a fantastic start, though. That's really good. Dougie Hamilton uh, back to business again. Goaltending's been okay again. Like this is kind of what I was expecting. Like I wasn't expecting Akira Schmid to just walk in and be lights out. I feel like he's going to have his struggles, and I feel like the same is going to be with Vanacek. I feel more comfortable with Vanacek, honestly, but it's a situation that we'll keep our eye on and. Is there a goaltender that New Jersey could trade for? I mean, they have a lot of assets, so maybe there's something out there. But again, it's super early, but it's something we'll keep our eye on. So I I guess I got to eat crow a a little bit right here because let's take a look at some of the hot starts in terms of players and their points and stuff. And I wasn't necessarily bad-mouthing DeBrincat, but last week we talked about 32 bold predictions. And one of the predictions was that Alex DeBrincat was going to break through for 40-plus goals on Detroit. I disagreed because I thought he would take him some time to adjust to the system of Detroit and whatnot, and shut my mouth because he's off to a phenomenal start with his team with his boyhood dream team. I mean, he's got eight points already, leading the league in points. How many of those are goals, though? Let me see if I can just Find the goals here. He's got five goals, so he's off to a fantastic start with the Detroit Red Wings, so my apologies to Alex DeBrincat, who I should put some respect on that name because he's just flying. Evgeny Malkin is off to a phenomenal start as well. I didn't see, like, this hot of a start going for Malkin, but I wasn't expecting him to, like, drop off of a cliff or anything, but he's off to a great start. William Nylander and Austin Matthews, we talked about their really hot starts, so really loving that. I mean, William Nylander is playing like he's in the playoffs right now, and he definitely looks encouraged to get that $10 million contract. We got freaking Ottawa Senators They're off to a really good start. Brady Kachuk is flying. Vladimir Tarasenko's already got six points, so he's fitting in really good. And, of course, the stud, the stud muffin, Timmy Stutzel, six points already. I know it because I drafted him in two of my fantasy leagues. I'm doubling down on Timmy Stutzel. I'm hoping for 100 points. Jack Hughes, we already talked about it. He's off to a great start. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Elias Pettersson, those are your leaders in points right now. There's going to be a lot of guys kind of at that six-point mark, but Debrincat is leading everybody with eight points, and Leon and Malkin tied at seven, so hot starts there. We know that Matthews is off to a fantastic start with goals. He's got six, The Pringats got five, Brock Besser had the four goal night, Brandon Hagel is off to a really good start with the Tampa Bay Lightning as well, just uh, another player that every time I'm going to see him, I'm just going to be reminded that that was a guy that we were trying to trade for at the trade deadline, and it just, it didn't work, and look how freaking good he is, so he's off to a good run. Uh, good start. Brian Rust, yeah, fuck yeah. Good start for him. He needed a bit of a bounce back for Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's been, you know, off to a not A little bit shaky at the beginning, but they're getting it going now. Uh, Chris Kreider's doing good on goal. Tebow Teravine, and he needed a bounce back for Carolina. He's off to a good start. And Mark Shifley, new contract. He's, he's staying in Winnipeg, and he is making uh, Winnipeg look smart so far, keeping him around. Terms of goaltenders, we talked about some of these guys already. Aiden Hill, Gorgiev off to really good starts. Ilya Sorokin's already got a shutout. Uh, Sor- uh, Shosturkin's off to a really good start. There are have already been quite a few shutouts in this season already. Gustason's got one. Soros, Yari. Uh, Tristan Jari's off to a pretty decent start for the for the Pens as well. That's really good. He really needs to have a good season for them. Got a hot, has a freaking shutout. Sorokin, James Reimer had a huge shutout the other night, and holy fuck, dude! Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and San Jose. What the fuck was that? He almost single-handedly beat. The Colorado Avalanche uh, the other night, 52 saves I think he made against the Avs and almost almost beat them. That was an incredible performance. Freaking Bennington, bro! What is going on? This is excellent because I gambled a pick on him this season in my fantasy, and so far, so good. He has got a 0.92 goals against average right now and a 969 giggity, 969 save percentage. So again, it's really early, but this is uh, extremely, extremely important for the St. Louis Blues' season is to have Jordan Bennington play well. But even with Binner playing good, uh, St. Louis ain't scoring any goals to help him. So that kind of sucks. Demko's been good. Linus Allmark, the, the Bruins, Goaltending tandem has been good. And one here that's really making me smile is Elvis versus Lickens, baby. A 9.50 save percentage. Fuck yeah, Elvis. One of my favorite names in the NHL. And that is an awesome thing to see. So those are some of the hottest starts around the league right now. We'll go over and we'll uh, do the... The big signings that took place. I guess we'll quickly talk about these very small trades that went down. Caleb Jones on his way to Colorado. I might have talked about this one last week. And uh, Callahan Burke to Carolina. We got a small trade between Vancouver and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh acquiring Jack Rathbone. I believe that's defensive depth. And Carl Plastic depth. And Vancouver acquiring Mark Friedman and Ty Glover. So Vancouver looking for some defensive help. Uh, it has come out from uh, Vancouver that uh, Connor Garland wants a trade. He has asked for a trade out of Vancouver. So they're, they've let his, I think they've let his agent go out and he's talking. So we'll see if Garland is going to find his way out of Vancouver they've been he's been kind of on the block uh, almost ever since they got him i like him quite a bit he's a small player i think he's only 58 um, but he's feisty. He's a feisty guy, a good winger. If you put him in the right situations, probably a 20-25 goal guy. Um, there may be some parts about his games that aren't great. I think he does draw some penalties. And obviously, his contract is the biggest thing that is uh, an issue right now. He's making, like, just shy of $5 million, And he's playing, like, a third-line role with the Canucks. So, there. if there's a team out there that can get him into the top six... Uh, It it could be a good home for him So we'll see what goes on with the Canucks and Garland They're still still desperate for cap space Along with like 60% of the league So it's just kind of I feel like they're just going to have to kind of ride it out Along with a lot of other teams Until the money goes up next year Because there's really not much you could fucking do right now Honestly, everyone's so, so tight to the cap So that's the only big trades that Not even a big trade That's the only trades that have gone down Now Buffalo. We're not done with you guys yet. So, Owen Power has gotten his contract extension seven years. $58.45 million. $8.35 million per season. And that kicks in next year. The 20-year-old first overall pick. There you go. So, very comparable to the Sanderson deal in Ottawa. And I think, it's, I think this one's going to play out better. Uh, it may not, like, impress people, like... Uh, Darlene because I don't think Owen Power is going to be putting up points like Darlene but I think the the overall just defensive game that Owen Power is going to bring is going to be really strong as long as it comes together right like he's not there yet he's only 20 but very very impressive rookie season we'll see how he does this year on the sophomore that's kind of almost I would think as important to see how uh, they do on the second year but uh It could be an amazing contract. I think it's going to play out very well for them. I think they've only actually ended up buying only one year of unrestricted free agency in this deal. So uh, it could be risky at the end of this one. uh, I think it's going to come down to the success of the Sabres during those seven years as to uh, where Owen Power ends up once he's 27, 28 years old. Where he's going to be, you know, in that prime but almost at the end of it, right? So, it it could be a risky... uh, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't get that 8th year, but maybe that would have taken the cap hit to over 9 million, and maybe they didn't want to go there. But a very... Good job so far, I would say. An encouraging job so far from Buffalo and their management. Getting these guys locked in. They got Thompson now. They got Darlene. They got Power. And I think they got Tuck locked up pretty good as well. And they got a plethora of young guys coming up. Young goaltending. And that's really their only question mark right now. That's the thing that they're waiting to kind of catch up with the rest of the team is the goaltending. And we'll see if they can do it this year. It's uh, not the most encouraging start, but it's early. And then Devon Taves, baby, come on down with a seven-year contract of your own, $50.75 million, $7.25 million per season for the 29-year-old defenseman. Really good deal right here. Uh, I think both guys win on this one. I think a little bit more so Colorado. I think um, Tay's leaving a little bit of money here. He could have easily got like eight and a half, maybe even $9 million in free agency if he walked at the end of it. But I think he likes it there in Colorado. Ever since he's shown up, he's been basically a top 10 defenseman, you know, he basically was, he was almost unknown uh, in the island, and then when he showed up in Colorado, everyone's like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy, he's an excellent uh, partner with Makar, and yeah, a great uh, piece to the continued success of the Colorado Avalanche, so I like that deal, you know, yeah, once he gets to that fifth, sixth, seventh year, it might not be so fun, but hell, Colorado might have two, maybe three cups to to be bragging about so I don't think they're going to care that much and then Edmonton finally signed Adam Ernie to that PTO contract uh, he earned a contract so a league minimum for him and a nice death signing for him I've always liked Adam Ernie I don't know why he's one of those NHL video game guys that I just I just always picked him up he was a great third line bottom six guy so yeah I like Adam Ernie we'll see what he can do with the Edmonton Oilers so I think we should talk about the Calgary Flames now and the start of their season. So honestly, Flames not off to this start I was hoping for, but honestly, underneath, kind of the start I was expecting. Kind of, they got ones across the board. One win, one loss, and one overtime, or I think it was a shootout the other night to uh, Washington. So I mean, there's some good things to talk about and there's some not great things. So let's start with some of the good stuff. So uh, Lindholm, Hannafin, Mangiapane, Huberto They're off to pretty good starts uh, To the season I mean, Noah Hannafin still doesn't seem to be uh, Sticking around with the Flames It's still There's still time for that to change Lindholm, he's actually working on a contract extension Right now uh, Apparently they're a little bit off in terms of money And, and all that But uh, they are talking So that's encouraging Mangiapane is at least off to a good start We'll see He kind of had He had a Pretty down season last year, so I'm hoping he can bounce back. And Huberto off to an encouraging start, so he definitely, definitely needed to be getting back on track. And so far, so good here for him. And then, you know, Sharon Govich doesn't have any points yet. He hasn't really done a whole lot out there offensively. Kind of been... uh, wouldn't say invisible, but I haven't really noticed much out of him. Nazem Kadri doesn't have any points on the board either. A minus four, so that's not great. Coleman doesn't have any points. Backlund doesn't have any points yet. Uh, yeah, and then Matt Coronado. So this one, he was kind of one of, it's like uh, Coronado and Dube. So Dube's got a goal and assist, not bad. And Coronado has one goal. He scored his first NHL goal. It was a beauty. It was a real nice goal. Just rip a doodle do on the power play Really good That's what we knew That this guy This young man can do But he is a minus six Right now So that's not awesome I don't like that minus six That's the The worst minus On the team uh, By quite a bit It's him and Nazim Kadri So Not encouraging, so I don't know if Matt Coronado is going to be uh, sticking around with the stat line like that. Uh, He's going to have to start putting up more more points and less minuses at this rate. So, uh, not my favorite start. And then Markstrom. So, I mean... mm, Oh, God. Okay, so Markstrom... I'd say 70%, 75% of what I've seen out of Markstrom so far, really, really good. Like he's making some fucking fantastic saves and bunches. He looked really, really good. And then the team falls apart. So they win the home opener against Winnipeg, and that was a good game. And then they looked fantastic against Pittsburgh, and then the third period happened, and they fell apart. I don't know what happened, but they fell apart in the third period, absolutely collapsed, and then they couldn't beat the, they couldn't finish it out on the Capitals. So it's starting to look like the Flames are going to struggle to score this year. Uh, a very similar problem that they had last season, and um, it doesn't look like so far that any of the younger guys are breaking out. Uh, In terms of goals, like Coronado looks like he has it, but uh, at least with that shot looks really good. Uh, Dubé's off to an encouraging start, and even Adam Ruzicka has three points in three games. Not a bad start for him either, so um, it's really early, and I haven't seen enough bad or enough good yet and this is like kind of the scary thing with the the flames coming into this season is that they might be a middling team and that's just a dangerous spot to be in so i hope they don't finish you know just outside of the playoffs and in the middle of the pack for a draft pick because it's going to be tough to get a, a a game changer in the middle of the draft so we'll see uh where it goes with the flames you know some encouragement but yeah there's some things here that are making me nervous with Kadri and you know I mean I was really rooting for Sharon Govich it's only been three games and he's you know he's going from an eastern conference team to a western conference I always say that that is a that's a shake to the system he's going to a totally different time zone a different fucking country so it might take him a second but uh yeah I was I was hoping for at least a goal uh early to get that off of his back but not not the most encouraging start for the Flames here we'll see See what they can do tonight Against the Buffalo Sabres um, I'm not going to say it's a must win But I think the Sabres are going to be wanting, Gunning for that win And uh, it might be a hard game for the Flames To win tonight So I'm going to be having my eyes on that As much as I can But there's also Toronto, Florida So we'll be looking at those so let's swing back to the Winnipeg Jets. So we talked about Shifley and his pretty good start to the season. Uh, sadly, they, they're taking a pretty bad hit here. velardi uh, the new player that they got in the Dubois deal, he is going to be out four to six weeks uh, I didn't see what that injury was, but regardless, that's a huge hit, he had a great first game, I think he, he didn't get any anything on the score sheet, but I think he had like 7 shots, so that was awesome, uh, so far, so good with most of the new guys there but that's going to be a big hit, man. Like they really were, you know, they really needed those the new guys to come in and, and do some work for them, that's for sure. And then Hellebuck, not off to the best start for the Winnipeg Jets. And I feel like that might be directly related to me drafting him. Cause it seems that every year I pick a goalie, they have a bad year. Like they're a good goaltender. Like I picked Markstrom. He had a disastrous year. I picked Grubauer before he was bad in, in, in Seattle, and then he was bad in Seattle. So I have a bad track record with goalies, so I apologize, Winnipeg Jets fans, if I have accidentally cursed Connor Hellebuck. I really hope I didn't. It's early... But Hellebuck, for me, like, it's like Hellebuck and Kyle Connor are like the most consistent guys on that team. Like, I fucking love them. <laughs> They're so good. And, um, yeah, so I'm hoping that, uh, Hellebuck's going to bounce back out of this. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he will. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit tough here for the Winnipeg Jets to, uh, to get through this without Velardi, their new guy. And, um, he, they had that first game there uh, against, it wasn't the first game, but they had that game already with, uh, uh, P.L. Dubois coming back to Winnipeg, and he scored a goal, of course, so that's just, you know, fucking cherry right on top of that story right there, but, you know, nice for P.L. Dubois to get that, that's, you know, that's NHL for you, that kind of stuff happens all the time. We have more bad news out of Seattle, not only can they not score, but it's going to get a little bit harder scoring, because Brandon Tanev is going to be out four to six weeks, so, kind of the, a little bit of the heart and soul guy, now he's not there top goal scorer on the team or anything... But he's an important piece to that team he's always taken the funny pictures and, and stuff like that but he's definitely a little bit of a spark plug out there for that team so that's going to hurt an already very struggling Seattle Kraken team so that is very very unfortunate and speaking of un- an unfortunate we got the Los Angeles Kings Victor Arvidson back on long-term injured reserves and it looks like he's going to be needing back surgery and this just sucks another guy that's just been plagued with injury a really good Good player too. That's the thing that sucks. Every time this guy is healthy and playing, he's playing great. Especially when he showed up with with uh, L.A. Man, he was. I was like, oh fuck, like watch out, Arvidsson's popping off right here, and he's hurt again. So fuck, that really sucks. Thankfully, I mean, one of the strengths of the Kings is that they have a lot of really good forward depth, so they're going to be able to cover for that they were able to do it last season they're gonna have to do it again for for a bit here and that's that's really unfortunate uh really like that player man arvidson and it's just another really unfortunate injury going on out there a lot of really unfortunate injuries sadly but uh, we'll try and finish it off with uh, a little bit of positive news here so ottawa freaking alfredson is back everybody daniel alfredson joins the Sens player development so fantastic news i mean uh, not my not the best way for his career to end there having to you know he played his whole entire career with the Sens and then that final year he leaves to go play for Detroit and it just felt so wrong and, and yeah it felt like out of there was quite a no there was a handful of guys that were lifelong senators Chris Neal uh, Phillips. Other, I don't think there was many others than that. But still, they had lifelong sense, And it felt like Alfredson was going to be one of them. And then he wasn't. And it felt like they had a little bit of a rocky relationship there. But he's back, and that's awesome. I mean, it feels right that he's back uh, with the Senators organization. And a great time for it, too. With a new, uh, new owner and a hopefully eventually a new building. So it's a great time to bring Alfredson back into the fold. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I've almost forgotten to talk about this. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Have finally changed their goal song, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, what do you what do you mean they're not happy? They're not happy. Oh my goodness! So, a little bit of drama around the Toronto Maple Leafs goal song getting changed. Me personally, fucking love it. I'm so happy that it's not Hall and Oates anymore. That song is traumatic to me, and I don't, I I couldn't have gone through another season of it. And then they bring out the new song, Kid Cudi, uh, "Pursuit of Happiness." And I thought it sounded great. I was like, oh, yeah, it's bumping." Like, I'm not familiar with the song. I had to look it up. And when I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, I might have heard this one. It's a little bit older from, like, 2012 or something. And it's a remix, but I liked it, man. I thought it was good, but I guess everybody got two pee-pee-poo-poo pants, and now they're not going to use it anymore. Uh, Originally, I think the plan always was to rotate this year and just use a, a, a handful of songs, but it seems like they're already cutting... Pursuit of Happiness out of the rotation, which is unfortunate. I thought it was decent. I'm fine with it. Now, personally, if I was picking, I would do that. I would have, like, you know, let's change it up. Why do we got to pick one song and then dedicate ourselves to it for half a decade? Like, ugh. Like, I know you want familiarity, but you can have that with two or three songs. Like, you could get familiar with it. Don't worry. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of encouraged, like, the talk of goal songs around the league a little bit. Uh, Detroit apparently there's been some love hate with uh, their goal song I haven't personally heard it but I know it is Eminem and that's fantastic so you got a check mark there you got a hometown artist a huge popular artist as well almost everybody knows Eminem I know Eminem the first CD ever bought was Eminem so uh, but apparently the the part of the song that they're using I think it's Oh, what's I don't know what song it is. My apologies, but apparently they're just using a really annoying part of it. I'm gonna have to look it up, but you know Detroit's in a little bit of a spot there, right? Like you can't change it off of Eminem. It's got to be Eminem. That's the perfect selection. But why does it have to be just that one song? Eminem has a huge catalog of catalog of fantastic songs. Why can't you? Oh, Thursday nights we're playing Lose It. On on Fridays we're playing fucking. Uh, fucking Till I collapse or something I don't know, man Fucking I, I like varieties You know, I, I'm a variety guy I don't like listening to the same song Over and over and over again So We'll see where it goes With the with the Leafs I They were playing a different song uh On the road against Minnesota, I believe I didn't uh, catch what it was But my wife did She was like, oh look They're playing a different song So They're already using a couple songs The Leafs So I'm cool with it Um yeah, I don't know. I I was fine with it. I'm just happy that it's not Hall & Oats anymore. Uh, I wouldn't even hate it if they just kept it in the rotation, like maybe if they had a April 1st game, play Hall & Oats on April 1st, you know, rile up everybody because it's so easy to do that. But I'm good with the with the new song. I think it's cool. I'm fine with it. I know there might be some lyrics in the, the Pursuit of Happiness song that are upsetting to people, but <laughs> really it's not that's not they're not playing that part of the song in the arena it's just they're just trying ever so desperately to get that crowd going and I guess now that we're on the topic of it I'll talk talk about the Scotiabank arena crowd a little bit so I know there's the defenders of it and then there's the people like me that I just won't go to a Leaf game anymore like I'm not gonna go pay 300 plus dollars to sit in what feels like you know just kind of a unhappy anxiety filled like just unengaged environment it's just not a good environment I've been to Scotiabank Arena and other uh, events and they were incredible it's just something about the Leafs environment is not any fun I did hear though that um, Adam Wild of the Steve Dangle podcast was at the game uh, I don't know I don't remember if it was the home opener or not but when Revo got in one of the fights he said that it was the loudest that that building has been in like a decade and I can believe that but I mean uh, when I watched the home opener man and the Leafs were coming out and they're you know they're doing the announcements oh here's number fucking 34 Matthews and it was like yay you know, oh oh cool oh okay it's like are you serious like austin matthews is going to break every leaf record <laughs> by himself like give this man some respect he scores two hat tricks to open the season he got like six hats on the ice like fucking embarrassing man like the the ad the, that something's got to change in that scotia bank arena like you got to start getting the real fans in there again like you gotta find a way to get the real people the real not there's just too many people in there that are there for something to do like they don't they're not aware of the team they're not they're not invested in the team and it's a terrible look because the Leafs are one of the most popular team and it's kind of been an underlying problem around the Leafs organization for years now how it's like really easy to come into Toronto and just fuck our shit up how many times have we seen oh this guy scores his first ever goal oh this guy had his best ever game in, in Toronto Wayne Gretzky what does he always say oh my best game was when I played against Toronto in Toronto and totally fucked their shit up because you want to know why it's really easy to come into Toronto and just embarrass the Leafs. It's Really, really easy, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, I bet, to come in and just stomp on the Leafs, and the Leafs don't get to do that. It's not hard to come to Toronto. It's not like, you know, I wish more than anything if I'm not allowed to wish for a Victor Hedman uh, to get cloned and be 26 years old again and then be on the Leafs. If I can't have that, then I want the Scotia Bank Arena to have the atmosphere like TD Garden does, where teams dread coming here. Teams hate playing here. They're scared to play here and the fans are one of the re- one of the reasons why cuz we just we just hassle the teams. We're always cheering so hard for our t- our team no matter what. If we're down, if we're winning, we're cheering. We're going crazy for our team and we're making life miserable for the road team and that's not how it is. It's really fun for a team to come in to Toronto and completely silence that building cuz it's one of the easiest things in the NHL to do is to shut up the Scotiabank arena. God damn. You barely have to do anything. Like, basically, the Leafs just have to exist. And yeah, it's going to be quiet in there. So I don't know. I didn't go to fucking college or anything for marketing and business. But there's got to be a way that you can get get that place bumping like there, there's just no excuse one of the most popular teams you, you could sell out the building without fucking doing anything you can literally just have a, a toronto maple leaf jersey sitting in the middle of the ice and no game going on and you will sell out that stupid building with our with us in it but there's there's got to be something to it because i just hate that man like you could see like the the air kind of getting let out of the bag of the players when they're all coming out and their names are getting announced and there's not a fucking peep out of the 18, 20,000 people in there. Like, are you kidding me? Like, good Lord. Like, I mean, I feel like the only thing that's going to change that is if we win, but I mean, we need to get engaged. Like the confidence is a big, important part of this game. And I mean, playing in Toronto, I mean, I wouldn't have any confidence playing there. I wouldn't feel fucking awesome playing in front of my Scotia Bank arena fans. Cause it's just not, it's not, they're, they're not giving us anything. So, I mean, when I went there, my two times that I've been to Leaf games, I tried, I had fun. I, I tried to have fun, but everyone around me, their goal that night was to have as little fun as possible. That's what I got out of it, and when I went back there and went to a wrestling event, everyone was there to have fun. So, uh, what's the difference? What the fuck is going on? We gotta figure it out. There's my ramble about the Scotiabank Arena. We'll probably do this again in, in a little bit, but... There it is. I just want that building loud and rambunctious and not fun and easy to play in. I want it to be fun and easy for the Leafs to play in. I want it to be damn near impossible for road teams to come into Toronto and win. And that's just not the reality. It is so easy to come in Toronto and fuck our shit up. And it's got to change it's got to change so there you go i'll stop rambling that's uh i think that's everything i want to talk about for now it is going to be a lot of fun over the next uh month or so with with the season beginning and we're gonna see uh the dust is definitely up in the air right now teams are battling it out for position we'll see in a couple weeks maybe around mid-november you know that uh american thanksgiving time and we'll Get a little bit of a better gauge And uh, see what the lay of the land Is looking like at that time But for now, really fun start to the season I am enjoying myself Let me know how you have been enjoying The beginning of the season so far This is probably my favorite part of the regular season It's the chaotic beginning The excitement levels are are at its highest Uh, The hockey is generally At its most entertaining And yeah, it's a good time So enjoy it while it lasts Once we get to December and January That's where the grind begins begins so uh yeah enjoy some hockey let me know how you're how you're doing and feeling and all that great stuff and uh we will be back again doing the scary stuff on the gamer cast gonna be talking about a scary video game this week it's still a mystery but uh be on the lookout for that i know we're a little bit behind this week with the scheduling um you know, uh, the message at the beginning is, is kind of the justification for that, but, um, we'll be here, we'll be dropping off some more scary content for y'all on the GamerCast, WrestleCast will be on its regular programming, I think, I don't think there's any pay-per-views upcoming just yet, but I know Crown Jewel is around the corner, so I'm gonna be watching that, sadly, hopefully it's not, I mean, they have been getting better, but anyway, thank you everybody so much for listening, you can follow along on Twitter, and get the announcements and all that great stuff if anything crazy happens i'll throw stuff up on twitter you can follow along there and i upload all these on youtube gamer gx videos is the youtube channel links are all down there below in the description if you want to send in a question for the podcast have it read live on an episode send in your questions related to uh, (laughs) related to podcasting no related to hockey video games uh, wrestling. You can ask questions about podcasting, too. I don't care. Go ahead. Just get involved. Get engaged with the podcast. Have some fun. Let's nerd out about some nerdy stuff and all that great stuff. But, again, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Let's go Leafs. Let's whoop some Florida Panthers ass. And we will be back again with more GX Plus cast.